Hi everyone, today I have Patma. She is one of the most exciting people that I've had on my show in a really long time because this is a topic I have not spoken about yet. And she helps people to unlock their highest potential and I think that is really, really exciting. Hi Patma, how are you doing? Hi Joy, thank you so much for having me here. Thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the show. I'm really excited about this interview because I just really think that you can bring a fresh perspective to the audience. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Where did you grow up? Where did you come from? And just, you know, how did you get all into this unlocking potential niche that you're in? Oh, yeah, that's it's a very interesting story. So my name is Padma Ali, and I basically help people unlock their highest potential so they can live their fullest, they, they can live their life in the way they want to. But most importantly, it's about helping, helping others. And when you live from your highest potential, it allows you to show up in, in a way that you can serve people in a more bigger and higher way. And that's always been a big passion of mine is to serve and to help people. Um, and, you know, my, and this will tie into why I got into this. My background is in psychotherapy, so I was a psycho psychotherapist for over 20 years. Wow. And in that, I learned about neuropsychology, so beliefs and mindset and all that was a big part of what, how I practice. And over a course of time, because of my own personal you know, like setbacks and things that, well, there's no such thing as setbacks, but whatever happened, life circumstances that happened, which are always, always work for you, I learned about mindfulness, I learned about um, inner wisdom, I learned about spirituality, and I incorporate all of that into the practice. And that's, that's how this was born. Wow. But I grew up in India, I grew up in India, and now I live in the United States. Nice. Where in the United States do you live? In Boston. Oh, nice. I was in Boston, oh, 10 years ago, probably more. It's a, it's a beautiful little city. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very unique city unique city yeah. one of the things that i had a hard time when i moved here i came from california before then i used to live in california where everybody's like friendly and you know like typical california and here everybody's like you know totally the upper lip and i'm like okay step upper lip i'm like they won't even smile and i used <laughs> to have a dog back then and i would use my dog to make friends it's <laughs> a good like, idea hey, my dog the dog died now i use my kids <laughs> instead <laughs> Well, that's it's, kids are a great way to make friends. I did it all the time as well. It's it's because re- you just gel with other people. It's easy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, so we talked. To, so this specifically, this season of my podcast is about helping entrepreneurial parents control the chaos around them. Because I'm a parent myself. I've got a three year old and I've got a six year old, and one of my biggest challenges that I had on my entrepreneurial journey is I guess that mindfulness and the mindset of, because you're so busy, you've got so much going on and you really struggle to control everything, hence control the chaos. So my question to you is what is the first thing that entrepreneurial parents can do to just breathe, you know, like start the day, if everything gets too much, like what is that first thing that they can do to just go, huh, I can do this. Yeah. And you know, and so, this is such an important topic, Joy, you know, especially because people who get into the entrepreneurial journey come in because they want to serve. Yes. Right? Most people are for that. And then, and then they also, when, when you get parents, when you, when you get children involved, 
And for most parents, what I've seen, entrepreneurial parents, they do this because they want to, they do it for their children. Correct. And what I also notice is that somewhere along the way, I noticed this within my own self too. I was like, you are getting in my way of what I want to do in the world. Like I would yes. start to feel that resentment. And I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old as well, oh, same like you. That's awesome. <laughs> and it is a full life, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I had to catch myself. I was like, wow, I am doing this for them. And now look at this. I'm blaming them for this. What am I doing? I had to really take a step back. And one of the things I often tell my clients, my clients are not entrepreneurs, but even, you know, they're parents and they're working professionals. And yes. I tell them to start their day with intention. When you start your day with intention, and intention is everything, as you probably already know, and your audience probably already resonates with that, right? Like yeah. setting an intention for how you want to see the day go by. Mm. And, and I'm assuming, especially with entrepreneurial parents, one of their top values is parents family Parenting. yeah yeah well can can we set an intention for how you want to be as a parent mm. yeah not only today like how do you want to yes. show up right yes. and that intention setting always somehow like that like you said breathe it allows you to take a deep breath and go okay what do i want <laughs> yes. how do i want to show up more mm. than what you're doing you know children don't know what you're doing it's they feel you Yes. You could be saying something, but they will catch on that like so quickly, right? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. I actually did a podcast episode, which I haven't uploaded yet, which I will do in the next couple of days because I scheduled them out. But I, I realized something and what you're saying now 100% resonates with me because I created a business for my family. So because I had a six-year-old and with my six-year-old when he was a baby, I had to go back to work and I worked crazy long hours. I missed out on everything. I missed out on him walking for the first time, talking his first words, clapping hands, because he was constantly in a kindergarten. And when I was pregnant with my three-year-old, I said, I'm never going to do that again. I'm creating a business around my children because I want to see them grow up. I, want, I don't want to miss things. And that, that resentment, you're completely right, because I had exactly that. And I'm thinking, oh, do I really have to deal with potty training right now? Do I really have to do this? And I'm like, oh, why do I need to do this? I need to do this instead. And then I remembered, you know, like a few months into it, I'm like, wait, I need to take, like I say, take five steps back because this is not why I created my business. I created my business exactly to train my kids to potty train, you know? So <laughs> it's just the little things, but it is so true what you say, because we do forget, we forget ourselves and our family along the way. And you, you just get emerged and sucked up into your work and that's the wrong place to be. So what do you do when you feel like you're sucked up in your work? What is that step that you can take to feel like, okay, now my work is consuming me. How do I get out of that space? How do you do that to get back to your family life? Yeah, that's such a good question. So one of my core, I have two core pillars. One is okay. neuropsychology, which is this beliefs and mindset and all that. The yeah. other one is inner wisdom. Okay. And so I use both of these frameworks, like when you're, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling, when you're struggling, right? Like you have five different things you're balancing. Yes. So I go back to the drawing board and see, okay, what, what, what's the story I'm telling myself right now? See, overwhelmed is a story, isn't it? Like, you know, yes. oh, I'm overwhelmed. I am this is a story. How do you know that? Yes. How do I know? Like what, so what is the story behind that overwhelm? And usually overwhelm happens because there's a need that isn't met. 
somewhere a need for myself, right? It's very true. Yes. Myself or my kids or something is happening to me. My husband used to travel a lot, obviously, before COVID. And uh, I was single parenting, solo parenting, and running a business and running a home. Chaos. Yes. But I had to remind myself, this is a choice we both have made. Right? Yes. This is, and so, it's, so it brings down to like choice. And then also like, what is the story I'm telling myself about overwhelm? So this comes, brings the second step, which is outsourcing. I had to hire help. I had to hire extra help like when he was gone. So I had to take a step back and see, okay, what does my business need? What do my kids need? How do I want to be with my kids? If I want to be with my kids and run a business and I just want to have fun with them and like, you know, be a parent rather than sitting and like, you know, doing all the mundane chores of all the things that happen, right? That yes. the children need. What do I need? So I had to take two steps back and see, okay, my business and then also my mindset, both of these things. Mm-hmm. And all of that is guided by inner wisdom, your intuition. Your intuition will tell you because you can do five different things, but out of the five different things, if your intuition is pointing you in the right direction, you just have to do one thing. It's not like trial or error. You will know like, okay, so I, I knew, for example, I, need, I knew I needed extra pair of hands in the mm-hmm. night for bedtime routine and, and dinner time and all that. I just needed one other person with me so I could focus on one kid at a time. Yes. So then I wasn't taking my frustration of like, oh, I'm not doing my business. And like, <laughs> now I'm like annoyed with the kids because they're taking time away from something else. Yeah. I could be like, you know what? I have extra pair of pants. She can help me with taking care of one kid. I can do that. And then I can go do my thing. Yeah. It is so true what you say, because you do, you do tend up getting annoyed with your kids and it's so wrong because they're the reason we do this and I didn't ask to be here and you're the parent they just want you as a parent they want your love they don't want they don't care about other stuff so how do you because I think and this is from personal experience but I think when you live in chaos and this is me like three years ago when I felt very overwhelmed in my business and I worked very long hours and my family was it, it ended up being my, I won't say last priority, but it wasn't my first intention for the day. How do you listen to your inner voice? How do you listen to that intuition? Because sometimes all the stuff around you, all the chaos overwhelms your intuition. How do you find that if you lose it? Uh, that's, uh, again, like these are such great questions. What I've seen for myself, and this is something I recommend to my clients too, is sometimes you need to slow down, yes. like really slow down before you can catapult forward yes and which means it might be taking like saying no i'm not taking any more clients right now i'm mm-hmm. just going to sit down and focus on how what what is the foundation my business needs so i can be a good parent i can mm-hmm. be the best parent. there's no such thing as good but i can be the best parent my children can have and yes. i can also be the best business owner Yes. So sometimes it requires to slow down, which is counterintuitive because you're like, no, no, if I don't do these things, my business is going to suffer. But the business will suffer even more if you don't take that time. Yes. Yes. And sounds like you can resonate with that, right? Like, yeah, it makes sense. I started this thing a few years ago where I would say, I won't say no, I won't say yes to something if I can't say no to something else. Because, you know, because if you say yes, 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 that's where the overwhelm comes in. And then you're sitting with all these things that you're supposed to do. And you're like, well, I'm one person. Or if you, even if you have help, you, it's still a lot. So I started teaching my students to say that, like, never say yes if you can't say no to something else. Because, you know, find your sweet spot with how much you can handle and keep it at that right. type thing. 
So with as far as like self-care goes, because as entrepreneurs, anybody really doesn't matter if you're entrepreneur or not, self-care in my books comes first, you know, make time for yourself or meditation and yoga or Pilates or exercise, whatever that is. We, how do you find that to be part of mindfulness? How does that tie in with it? Oh, self-care. I mean, without, without self-care, without taking care of yourself, there's nothing yeah. to give. Yes. You know, I often think about like the analogy of a, of a jug with water. And when you keep pouring the water, at some point it's going to be empty. So I think exactly what you said, what fills your cup up? And yes. for me, I think we're, we're pretty resonant, the same thing. Like for me, I need, like I will not start my day without meditation. Yes. And yes. it's non-negotiable because if yes. I don't take that time to really ground myself and set the intention for the day, it is it's not going to go in the direction I want it to go. And sometimes meditation is like sitting on the toilet for like three minutes. Right? Yes. And if you have children running around you, you have to grab those three minutes where you can. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it. Like sometimes I don't have very high. I mean, I set the intention like last night, my daughter was up like multiple times a night mm. and then she came crawling to bed at like four, four thirty. Like there goes my day, right? Like that's it. Like I can't do anything. So I had to find the three yeah. minutes on the toilet. Like, you know, okay, I'm going to breathe on the toilet right now. <laughs> you just have to laugh through all these things. And these, these days are so short lived. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Cause I, <laughs> I did it the other day. Cause our house, we can go all the way around our house. And uh, so the other day I was at the, my, my kids were playing in the back in the front and I literally just sneaked to the back of the house and I was just standing against the wall and I was doing my breathing exercises cause I just needed that <laughs> while they were occupied. But this is what you have to do. You have to just think outside of the boxes. How can you actually get yourself sanity when it's almost impossible to just have that for yourself? Yeah. I was COVID currently with you guys because here in New Zealand we actually haven't been in lockdown in like forever like we don't do any of it so for us life is as normal but I know like I've got a friend that lives in Connecticut and life for him is pretty tough at the moment and I've got another friend who lives in New York and I, I, I'm just hearing all these horror stories and our Facebook ads guy live in England and he's or you know you can die back in lockdown so I'm just I'm just hearing all these stories and all of these people have children that yeah you know, that they actually been, because we were in lockdown for like two months, not even, and that was it. But now I'm thinking these people have been in lockdown for such a long time. How do you keep mindful if you're in a situation that you cannot control? Well, I have to say your government is really good because they have managed to figure this out. Yeah. We actually, it's because our borders have been closed. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. But still they, they figured that out, right? Yes. <laughs> they figured that out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to get political here, but like it's really it's crazy. It's been a year. Yeah. I, I mean I I don't I forgot I I've lost track of how long it's been, but however yeah. long it's been, it's been complete lockdown. We barely do anything. I mean the kids go outside and play. But I so here's here's where choice comes in and here's where mindfulness also starts to play a role. My husband and I decided we needed a full we needed full time care. So we, we got, we got a babysitter who was going to, who has always been with us, but we have her on full time now because there's no way I'm going to get anything done. And so, and, but, but there are people who don't have that luxury, right? Like that's That's true true. for sure. But in, and in those moments, it is like exactly what you said. Like, can I just take a few minutes and go and breathe and do like fill my cup, be mindful about what I need. Mm. I always, you know, I always am thinking about like, how can we put ourselves first in the map? Because as parents, and especially parent entrepreneurs, 
the focus is on clients, on your, on your students, or on your children. Like it's always outside, but, it, but trust me, right? Like we all have seen that if you continue doing that, the consequences yeah. of that are pretty dire. Oh yes. You'll burn out. Burn out. Yeah, you do. You do burn out. And, and this is a sad thing because I had that, that happened to me about almost, well, two and a half years ago where I, I just woke up one morning and I literally couldn't get up. Like I was just so exhausted. And I thought to myself, something has to change. I, I can't, I can't keep doing what I'm doing. And that's when I took 10 steps back and I'm thinking, wait, this is, this is not, <laughs> this is not what I set out for myself to do. <laughs> so I completely agree with you. On your journey, because I, I do like to talk about, you know, not, not just people in general, but specifically your journey. What has been the biggest struggle that you've had with your journey so far, your, your entrepreneurial journey? Um, entrepreneurial journey and children or entrepreneurial journey on its own? I mean, they both are. Well, wow, yeah, like, like the combination between them, yeah. So I think for me before children, there was there was it was not a struggle in the sense of like my attention being in five different directions i mean that was a different type of struggle because it was like okay how do i scale how do i get to the next level with children it adds a different level of complexity right and so the struggle definitely in the beginning was how do i balance everything i wanted to do it all that was my biggest learning in the last six seven years of doing this specific as a parent yes and also running a business it's like oh my God, like how quickly I would get overwhelmed, how quickly I would take that frustration on my children and then have go into this shame, say shame, guilt cycle, which was terrible. Yes. Big challenge, biggest challenge was yes. like, how, how can I get off the train of like this frenzy of trying to get it, get it all done? And one day I was like, I'm just, I have to stop everything. Yeah. And that was right around when my daughter was born, like right after she was born, I was like, I have a newborn and a three-year-old and <laughs> running a business. Oh my goodness. And finally I was like, we have to stop this cycle. I was telling myself I had to literally like, okay, stop this. Enough Obviously, is enough. Yeah. Mm. Enough is enough. I called in all my support system and then figured out what I needed, which was a lot of outsourcing. I was doing everything that I probably should have outsourced a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing is you don't, but sometimes you don't realize it. You just get into just taking on and on and on. And it's things that you just have to do because as your business grow, you grow with your business and it's just things that you take on. But then you sit and you're thinking, well, I don't need to do this. I can hire a VA. I don't need to do this. Somebody right. else can take this on. And it's, if you don't stop and say enough is enough, you don't realize that that's the problem. And uh, yeah. And as entrepreneurs, we just, we, I guess we're just silly. We, we also, we always, I don't know about you, but I don't really trust anybody to just t give them my stuff because I'm like, right. I worked really hard to build this up and I don't want you to come and break it. <laughs> so, yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. I, I have a VA, which is really good. And, but I'll keep looking at my Instagram and going like, you know what? This could be slightly different. And I'd be like, nope. It's as good as it needs to be right now. Like you don't need to interfere in her job. Like back off, go do what you're going to do right now. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I completely, completely relate with you. Okay. I must, I must admit, I've got an awesome VO. I love it to pieces. So it's, it's really great if you have that person that you can rely on that just does things for you. You know, it's really yeah. good. What do you think is the one thing that makes you successful? Uh, you know, I, it's personal growth. 
I have is the the more I can grow on, I can develop my own self, my own inner inner peace. Yeah. And what gives me joy and how I can fill my cup and how I can focus on how am I showing up? You know, I have this phrase and this I learned in NLP, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yes. And so that. that has always stuck with me. I was like, okay, how am I showing up? If I'm not showing up here in this way, if I'm showing up here in this particular way, even with my kids, how am I showing up everywhere else? Yes. And so the more I can invest in my own self and my own growth, I, I think I'm a better I, I do everything much better I would say that's the key to success I completely agree with you because we we tend to that's all right <laughs> we tend to not do that right not on purpose it just happens okay so I, I really like what you say so what okay so let's I just want to go back to mindfulness because I think you are a source of amazing information so when you when you have when, how would you start your typical day being mindful obviously we talked about intention you know setting yourself up for intention and meditation and all of that stuff what's the next thing that you can do if you feel like say during the day you just you know I, I don't know about I, I meditate like four or five times a day and it's not like hectic hour once it's just like little five minute here three minute there when I do I'm try, I really try to do at least one half an hour one because I just it really get you set up I guess but what is the thing that you can do during the day to be more mindful about things yeah that's uh, that's so good I'm exactly like you I'm like yes 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 to everything <laughs> you're saying like I, I meditate literally multiple times a day and yeah. some sometimes I have like 20 minute window but sometimes it's just like five to seven minutes yeah. yes. and that's good enough yeah those tiny bits the the way to practice mindfulness I think about it as a way of living and there will be times you'll fall off the horse, but you just get back on it. Yes. And the easiest way to do it, this is how I do it. I literally just place my hand on my heart and I breathe. Even just like, you know, if any of your listeners can do that, like if they're not driving, you can just place your hand on your heart and breathe. Yeah. And sometimes I just ask myself the question, okay, what am I feeling right now? What do I need? And just that, like even just slowing down for two minutes, that brings me back to here and now. Yes. And then if there are any emotions there, the reason I look at emotions is because that often tells you what you're thinking, what's the mindset behind it, what's the belief behind it, what am I getting caught up in? Yes. I and like, people, I like yeah. that actually, yeah. And uh, I, I used to do that and I don't actually anymore. I just like, I just go like this and I just close my eyes and I breathe. <laughs> but this yeah. is actually good because you feel your heartbeat, right? It's, it's yeah. feeling in touch with yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's such an easy way to shift out. And I teach my kids this too, like just breathe. Yes. Breathe and focus on your breath. And, you know, obviously they're so young, so they can maybe do one breath. And, but that's good enough. You're planting yeah. the seed with them. Yes, exactly. We, we've been doing breathing exercises with them since like they can understand anything. Uh, we do like we count backwards because I feel like it works for them, especially when they get frustrated with their toys. And we'll go five to breathe, go five, four, three, two, one. So they have to count back slowly from five to one. And I can hear because if I'm like I say in the kitchen and my little one plays in the playroom and he's struggling, he goes, ah! I'm like, did you breathe? And he goes, okay, fine. And then he starts breathing. <laughs> it really helps. <laughs> so I think it is incredibly important to get children to do it. And it's not easy to get them to do it. It's a practice. It takes forever to get them into that habit. But once I get into it, it is really 
really good for them. Yeah. yeah. And so amazing, right? Like you're, you're teaching them this at such a young age. I wish I had known this when I was that young. <laughs> I, I, you know what I started is it just logically worked in my head because when I felt frustrated, I'm thinking to myself, how does they feel when they're frustrated? And then mm-hmm. I'm thinking breathing helps me. It should help them. And that's when I just kind of started it. <laughs> so it just, it just happened one day and I was like, okay, let's breathe. Let's take a moment and breathe together. So that really worked. What is your current project that you're working on? That's, you know, what is your current, the, the thing that you're working on and the outcome that you're looking to achieve in the next few months? Ah, uh. That's been on my mind a lot because I've started to think about 2021. Like, what do I want to create? Um, I my my the, the the thing that really I work with uh, with C-suite leaders mostly. I work with high executive high level executives. So one of the things I notice with all of them is how much they struggle with communication and how much of that communication is is tied up to beliefs and like, oh, I can't speak here because I will be shut down. That type, or I have to bulldoze my way through things. So I'm creating, I'm creating a program specifically for high-level executives to see how they can vastly improve their communication and easy conflict resolution. How can they influence easily? Nice. So that's one of the things I'm, I'm starting to like plant the seed in my own brain. I think, okay, yes. what needs to come out from this? Such, it's such in the basic stages right now. That is such an important thing. Because just because you're a high-level executive doesn't mean that you are, I guess, successful within yourself. I have a client that's quite a high-profile client. And when I speak to him, sometimes he's very all over the place. And I'm, I always say to him, I say, just come back to your center. Just, just think of what's happening around you. Because if you're all over the place, you just, you're just feeling overwhelmed. And it is so true. I'll send him your way. It is so true that when you're ready, it is so true that you actually, you really need that. You really need that in your life. Um, and I yeah. think on a higher level, you're more stressed in a lot of yeah. ways because you've got a lot more responsibilities. You've got more staff. You've got potentially like a building that you're hiring out and you've got all these people sitting there and whatever it is. So, you know, you have more issues really. Yeah. And decision fatigue. Oh, they That's struggle it. with decision fatigue. So much decisions to make in a day yes. and everything feels like it has, it's like on some yes. life or death. And so, yeah. Yeah. And they're not trusting their decisions. <laughs> that, yeah. Because their decision is not just affecting themselves it's affecting right. a lot of other people potentially too. Yeah. yeah. Can we just talk about, about decision fatigue? Because I actually had a podcast episode about this a wee while ago. What is the best way that you can just a quick tip on how you can get over decision fatigue, how you can get, you know, if you feel like, okay, how do, do you feel that you have it and how can you get over it? Uh, you know, the, the easiest way to look at that is like, what is even making you question the decision? Yes. Usually there's, there's something behind it. Like when someone's struggling with making a decision, it's not, it's not really a matter of making a decision. It's really about making sure you're not making the wrong decision. Yes. Yes. So that's often where the decision fatigue comes in from because they're worried about making a wrong decision. Yes. So I often invite my clients to say, okay, what if, you, what if there was no wrong decision? Maybe very hard to comprehend, very hard to wrap your head around, but there is, what if there is absolutely no wrong decision? And sometimes some of my clients will argue with me, say, you don't know this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know your industry. I don't know where you're, what's, what you're dealing with, but I do know that there are no wrong decisions. 
that's actually quite powerful because if you can take if you have that mindset then you know you won't get exhausted from your thoughts no no because everything leads to another door to another door to another door like it's yes. never an, it's never like doors are never closed yes and we always learn from those decisions and yes. and i sometimes i have my clients look back and say okay what whatever they thought was a wrong decision back then how many opportunities came because of what was called the wrong decision and there's often massive growth that happens from a wrong decision I like the thought process behind it. That's actually really, really clever. Yeah. And it is, it's so true because yeah, like you said, it's just, there's always opportunities that comes from something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huh, I like that. Okay. So Fabian, what is, okay. I always ask this question at the end of my podcast episode. So if you have any advice for anybody that is just starting out, they're struggling, they're just not getting into the group of things, what would that piece of advice be? Mm. To slow down. So counterintuitive, yeah. but slowing down will give you, and sometimes we're very scared of our own thoughts, which is why mindfulness is so hard for many people to practice. Yes. You, just, you feel like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to discover. And I don't like my thoughts. Mm. But when you slow down and you can come at it from compassion for your own self, because you are where you are right now, you're not going to be there forever. You yes. see, the only permanent thing in life is change. So you're going to change anyway. So might as well give yourself some room to, to breathe and see, what do you want? Yes. What are you here for? What's my purpose in life? Like go high level thinking and then break it down into what needs to happen right now. So true. I love that. That's really great advice. Where can people reach you? Uh, if they need Patmo in their life, where can they reach you? Your website, your Facebook, we just, you know, we will drop the links on the bottom as well of the episodes, but also just where can they reach you and what can you offer my audience? Yeah. So I'm often hanging out in Instagram. If in Instagram, you get like real snippets of my life and like who I am and what I'm in the inside is what I'm on the outside. There's no two things. And on LinkedIn, you'll find me very, very professional. So both are at Padma Ali. That's the, that's the URL and PadmaAli.com. Awesome. Um, and in terms of what, what your audience can find, if, if they want, I have a quiz on my website, which is how to, are you, have you unlocked your highest potential? So they're welcome to take yes. the quiz and see if they have unlocked their highest potential. And I also have a podcast. So I, I um, it's called uh, create your vibrant life. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate you. This has been a lot of fun. And like I said, I have not had your expertise on my show before. So maybe if it's okay with you, I can get you back in a few months and we can chat a little bit again, uh, just oh, on a different topic. <laughs> yeah. Because like I said, I do different seasons with different things. And this season specifically is for the entrepreneurial parents. And the next season, I'm not going to spoil the beans just yet, but it's something different. And I think your expertise will come in into a different view. This is awesome. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate you, your Jill. time. And have Thank a good day. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Bye.